Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today we have a really fun guest for Suzanne and I, and I know a lot of you design enthusiasts are going to freak out too. Uh, we've got Lara Carrar on, and um, we'll give you an intro for her in just a second. But first, we have a quick word from our sponsor, Cozy Earth. Have you guys ever felt their products? It's ridiculous. I have to say it's life-changing. I am embarrassed to say I am not a sweatshirt wearer. And this was my first adult sweatshirt I've ever bought. Wow. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it is, I mean, you can, you guys can just read all of the thousands of five-star reviews that they get, but it's really beautiful, buttery fabric and it's got a pretty drape to it. It's like really slinky. I think it dresses up nice. Like you can wear it with jeans. Out it's with super friends. flattering. Yeah, so it is. It doesn't make you feel puffy and, and chubby. Yeah, because it kind of drapes to, towards your figure. And um, I don't know. I have a pair in black. I honestly love a few more pair in a few more colors. It's my favorite sweatshirt by far. I've bought other sweatshirts since then. And it's the one that I go to every time. So for a limited time, you guys can save 35% on Cozy Earth Loungewear. If you go to CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice and enter our special promo code Dear Alice at the checkout to save 35% now. That's CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice. Be sure to enter Dear Alice at the checkout for 35% off. All right, let's get into Laura. Hey, we're so excited that you're here, Laura, with us. And I want to tell you a little bit about her. Laura Carrar is the founder and creative director at Laura Carrar Design, LKD. She's an internationally renowned interior and product designer, as well as a sculptor, a design industry connector, and a creative experience producer. I love that about her. Um, she has a, She's in every single highly published shelter magazine that we love. Um, she's fun. She's just an artist. Mm -hmm. We got to hang out with her at market this last in fall, fall of 2021. And you just get lost in the conversation because she just has so many great stories and is just a truly inspired individual. And we're just so excited that she's here. Yes. And the most beautiful language. I love to hear you talk, Lara. Mm -hmm. And so we just knew right away after listening to you that our guests would love to hear you and the way that you're describing the work that you're doing and the experiences that you have. So... Anyway, thank you for coming. We're happy to have you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. I know we, we, uh, we've been planning this for a while and I've really been looking forward to it. And it was so fantastic to meet you, um, last fall at my McGuire launch. And, um, we did, we just, we hit it off. So it's been, it's been great to anticipate this. Good to see you. Good to hear you. And good to follow you too. I've, I've really enjoyed um, knowing you and listening to your podcast along the way. So oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, I love one of the ways that you describe um, your latest launch. I believe you described it as more of a relaxed luxury and you designed it with the ideal client in mind and the hypothetical client in mind. And we were going to ask you, what is your ideal client? Well, you know, I, I think my ideal client is, um, is someone who is, is ready to learn, ready to explore, that ready um, kind of to have an open mind. Um, I like to push boundaries with my clients. I like to um, maybe um, teach them about an architectural style or, or furniture history or introduce them to a new material. Um, 
and maybe, you know, sh- shake them, shake it up a little bit, like get them out of their comfort zone. I'm influenced by so many different things, uh, from my, my travels, my work, um, you know, cultures around the world. And, um, sometimes I just feel like I want to share that access and the best client is somebody who's ready to take that ride with me. Yeah. I love that. Um, Sue, tell them a little bit about, uh, Laura's history and some of the cool places she's worked. I know. I think one thing that's so interesting is I was reading about just your background, Laura, is you graduated from the Art Institute of Chicago, which is where you're originally from. Um, you then worked for Holly Hunt in Chicago. You then went to New York to work for Ralph Lauren. And then you founded True Design in 1999. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you are. Anyway, so I feel like yeah. you're you're rooted in all this like really sharp education and design and studies and then in learning about your most recent travels and kind of where you occupy. Right now you're in San Miguel. You just moved to a new place yeah. that she like gave us a peek of in this beautiful hacienda. And uh, anyway, you can really tell that just like with this relaxed luxury and this kind of experience design, right? Um, how you can blend just like all this classical architecture with all of these really interesting life moments from your travels. Yeah. Which I think it's so lovely. Yeah. And traveling, um, I think it does expand one's mind. I may be a cliche thing to say, but um, I would highly recommend as people get older in life and maybe more evolved in their career um, to take some time if, if they can and try another culture, try, um, try being challenged by another language um, it's a lot, but, um, I think it is, had made, has made me really, really grow as an artist, really made me grow as a designer. And it's, it's so interesting to be influenced by the light, the, um, the, the nature, the architecture, all of these things around you that are so different. I spent 20 years, um, living and working happily in New York city. Um, and now I'm, I have a completely different experience and has radically changed the way I design my, my color sense and the proportion. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been an exciting evolution and I would highly recommend it to anybody to try out. I love it. You're, um, Kara, I feel like you're known really well for a lot of the product design that you do. I feel like you've even done, I feel like I might be living with one of your faucets. Didn't you do a line Callista. for, yeah, for Callista? Yeah. You still yeah. have that that you do? I do. Yeah. Actually, um, I have two collections. Uh, Callista was, was really one of my first major uh, product licenses. And I might get this date wrong, but I want to say it's going back to 2005. And um, that was the Veer Steel collection and that was really based on um this very um this Bauhaus kind of look um which was super new in in the U.S. I think if, if anyone wanted that they were kind of looking to European design and um and then oh um again I'm so bad with dates but <laughs> I think we're talking about like maybe 2015 2016 we launched a second collection called Paletta and um, that might be the one you have. It's sort of more recent and um, some really great updated contemporary finishes. And um, yeah, so I love 
I love designing for the back. I love uh, designing for Calista. Um, it's just been a really, really great partnership. And I'm so glad to know that uh, that you like it too. <laughs> love it. I think, um, I think I've loved you long before I ever met you. So it's just oh, such a that thrill. is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I think like back in the early days of Alison, you picked up one of her lamps. Like with the little, the lotus space uh-huh. and the gold, it had that little cant oh, with the gold that? shape. Arteriors. It's through arteriors. And that was like one of the first like products I saw from you and we were just yeah. enamored with it and you took it home mm-hmm. and it's in your powder bath now. Yes. Yes. Your lamp Next is to in your my... Calista. Yeah. It's got so. the slightly angled um, uh, stem of the floor. Yeah. 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 It's all brass. It sits in my floor, in my um, powder bath right next to my sink. And I was just like... Why not bring a floor lamp into the into the powder bath? <laughs> Why not? Why Especially not? that one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so great. And then your faucet is in that bathroom as well. So anyway, huge fan. So you do Kohler or Thank Callista you. rather. You have Baker, McGuire, and Ann Sachs. Kyle? Um, yeah, yeah. Some, some past things with Ann Sachs. And yeah, some arteriors and um, Samuel and Sons possumentary trimmings. Oh, um that's a, a a newer, more recent collection. Um, yeah, many, many. Yeah, you're busy. Yes, so you. I really am. Can I'm have, a busy like, girl. <laughs> your world enveloped with Lara Carrar, and whether or not you've you knew it was her, um, you'll know now that you've heard her and and that you're aware of her. Um, okay, so you talk a little bit about, or Sue talked a little bit about your boutique guest house in Mexico. What made you decide to do something like this? It's so colorful and unlike anything we've ever seen and the collaboration with the beautiful minds and will you just talk about it? We're so curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking about it. It's actually why I'm, I'm here in San Miguel. Um, so I, I split my time now between San Miguel and Merida in the Yucatan. So my hacienda is Merida and, um, and Mason Hidalgo is, is my guest house boutique in, um, in San Miguel de Allende. And it really, I don't know how else to describe it except um, for um, it was kismet, fate, all these things. Um, I think so many great things in my life I, I can put in that um, in that bucket, if you will. And, yeah, I fell in love with, with the house. This is, I think this is what we do, whether it's for ourselves or our clients. Right. And, and the same is true of Maison Hidalgo. Um, I, I saw the house with, um, some friends, some other equally talented women, um, who said, you know, this is a, this is a beautiful house. And they said, yeah, this has got great bones. Let's do something here. And, um, I, I think in that moment, I didn't know what it would be, but um, very quickly saw it as a, as a great way to combine all the things that I love to do, which is entertain, um, create spaces, you know, really create experiences that, that touch the senses. Um, and so we created um, the Laura Kira shop. And that is full of all these beautiful um, artisan collaborative products that I'm making here in Mexico, as well as things that I've curated with young emerging Mexican designers and artists. And um, and then the, we have three guest rooms. So it's a tiny little place, but it's really, really special. And each room has its own personality. In fact, they're, they're named um, Chana, Juana, so it's kind of a little catchy Mexican phrase that means like if it's not if it's not this thing it's that thing if it's not that thing it's another 
Um, so it's either Chana or Wana or it's, or it's her sister, <laughs> Sue or Mama. Um, but there, but has, has such a distinct personality and we've had people come and stay and then return and insist that they have the same room or return and say, I want to try the other one out, you know? So, um, we've really got a, just such a fun thing going and it is colorful and playful and, and I think really unique and kind of different from any of the other things I've done in my career. Amazing. We'll put the link in our show notes so everybody can check it out, but it's just visually like nothing you've ever experienced. And for sure as design enthusiasts, like where we would want to stay just to just be enveloped fully in that experience. It's so incredible. Well, I hope you will. Yes. I hope you will sometimes. Bucket list right now. Yeah. You need probably (laughs) 20 rooms. I'm sure everybody's just fighting over it every night. So yeah. Yeah. I know. I I love that on on your website, like I was just, everyone should go look that up. We'll put it in our notes, but over the pictures and read just the words are so beautiful i love that you said blurring the lines between environment and experience mm-hmm. because the four women that's kind of rooted in i think obviously you're the designer a silversmith a clothier a perfumer so every single sense is hit in this like beautiful story yeah yeah so. yeah. yeah that's been important to us um and i i important to me i think as I am the leader of this project and mm-hmm. when kind of thinking about building a brand, I think we didn't know, I didn't know we were doing that in the beginning, but it just sort of took over that way. Yeah. It, it's something I think I really learned from that time working at uh, Ralph Lauren, you know, somebody who really taught me about thinking about uh, lifestyle. And I think that's what I really wanted to create here, even though it's a, tiny property it has really big potential and really big personality and and it's you can really feel that throughout the imagery the photography um we had an amazing copywriter who wrote all of those beautiful words uh beautiful yeah 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 working but all of us worked together as a team so it really was a, a labor of love and um and it really does like it really does have this presence I really do hope that you come. I'll bet you woke up energized every morning that you were working on that project. <laughs> and I'll bet you dreamt of it as well when you slept. It's yeah. just so inspired when you look at it. Um, you can Not just feel, sold. yeah, you can feel that. Not and sold. I think we've been in, involved in those projects before where it's just in your whole body, you know, and, and that's, mm-hmm. you can just see it in that space. That was one of those really just thoughtful, super, just super creative, beautiful experiences, I'm sure in your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has been, it really has been. And, um, and we so wisely opened six months before COVID, um, and had to close. So we were a little, like, we were a little nervous, you know, what will happen now, but it's been so interesting. We, we have people coming to see us from all over the world. And I, I really do think we have social media to thank for that. Um, those beautiful images shot by Pepe Molina, our photographer, um, really just got the message out and people are just they're excited by it that's so cool how cool as an artist for yourself to be able to work with people in a different country and then of course you work with people in our country and i'm sure sourcing all over the world obviously in other countries as well we were curious to know about your process of working with somebody in mexico versus when you're working since you split time between new york and mexico versus what is your process like when you're in New York or is it the same? 
I think it's well. I mean, I think I think internally um, in the studio, it's the same. Um, yeah, would uh, when I decided to work on Maison uh, between that and Bahasian and all the other projects I had going on, it made sense to create a studio here. And um, so our process really is, I think hasn't, hasn't changed. Um, I think we have a different sense of, of time maybe than we had, um, working in New York, but ultimately the outcome is, you know, it's still, is still very, very good. Um, and, um, you know, I think we're working more with smaller workshops, um, and artisans here more so than we were in, in New York city. Um, but we've always worked with, fabricators, artisans all over the world. So that really hasn't, that hasn't changed. Um, and we still have, we still have clients all over the world and in the U S um, even though we're based in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So cool. I love that. Speaking of traveling, where is your favorite place to travel? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you're anchored in Mexico and New York, but yeah. Well, the cheeky answer to that is where I haven't been. That's, that's my favorite place to travel. And the second answer is, um, I think I'm really, I'm dying to get back to Sicily. Um, that was a really profound trip for me. Um, so it's been a number of years since I've been there and I want to, I do want to return. I was really experiencing so much FOMO last summer. I was too busy to travel and everyone was starting to break out of, of their cocoons and, um, I feel that every single friend I had was in Greece. So that looked really um, enticing, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, but to be honest, the list is so long. There's just so much that I haven't seen yet. I've I've traveled all around the world, but there's still a lot that I I need to to experience. Mm. Do you have a favorite travel companion? Well, my husband, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If, I'd be in trouble if I didn't say that, right? <laughs> um, and then, and then, secondarily, um, my Chihuahua Micho. He goes everywhere with me. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to meet him at market. Yeah. He's normally there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, maybe this spring, if he's there this spring, will you be there um, at High Point this year? I'm not going to be there in spring because um, I'm, I'm too wrapped up. I have a, a big project that I'm installing in Dallas this summer and we're really really busy trying to get that going uh, or finish uh, but fall we have something new launching in fall and um, so I hope I'll see you in fall yes that's fun. exciting so fun there's another question it's not on, on our list but yeah. when you're traveling and you're like destined to go to Sicily or wherever you've picked to go do you usually have like a list of things that you're like I'm going to research. I'm going to look at this and this and this, and this is the food I'm going to try. I kind of want to know, like, what does that travel agenda look like? Or do you just go and just kind of let the, just let the place, the place kind of dictate yeah. what you do, your soul guide? Um, I would say, I would say both. I would say, um, yeah, it's, I, I do research. It's never as in depth as I think it should be probably because I'm always pressed for time. I'm usually, I'm like cramming for the test on the jet. You know what I mean? And then, and then you land part of travel for me is just being an accidental tourist. I don't like the pressure of a schedule when it's a trip like that. Like we, you know, we all, 
you know, we, we go to Salone, Nemoile, or we, you know, go to High Point, or we go, you know, to our Basel, or we go wherever, and there's a really strict agenda, and we, and we probably also, like, have to meet with clients and do all these things. That's that kind of travel. But if I'm going truly to have a holiday or to just be inspired, I, I just really throw all that stuff. I do the research, but then I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what happens today. And I love cities and towns that you can just walk in and discover and accidentally find a shop, spend three hours in a cafe. Cause like really who has time to do that? Um, not me. Yeah. And right. Um, you know, so, and that's the kind of stuff I think, um, as creative people, like we need that. We, I think we don't, we don't allow ourselves that like, even if you schedule that kind of time, it's still scheduled. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are those moments where it's really, really free. And, and that just pays you back tenfold when you go back to the studio, back to the office, when, you know, you don't even know that you're, you're like a sponge and you're soaking up all of those things and you're being inspired. So, um, the, yeah, the just kind of going, being free and like, seeing what happens and not having an agenda, that's really the best. Mm -hmm. That's great. Right. I love that. It's like we get to live the way we never get to live when we're at home. Yeah. Like you're like, I'm going to sleep in an extra hour. I'm going to take a longer shower. I'm going to, yeah. Not do laundry. Mm -hmm. and I'm yeah. Gonna <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's so that. freeing. I um, love that. A really quick word from our sponsor. Um, I love my ultra soft bamboo joggers from Cozy Earth. Look at their joggers. They're so stylish, so flattering and luxurious that you can wear them anywhere. I'm ordering their pajamas and socks next. Want more coziness in your life? Try Cozy Earth. I especially love the soft um, sweatshirt. I always pull it on when I get home just to warm up. Um, I'm cold all the time and it's just so great. I'll even put my robe over the top of it. Um, I love the cozy loungewear so much. So for a limited time, you guys can save 35% on Cozy Earth loungewear. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice and enter our special promo code Dear Alice at the checkout and save 35% right now, which is a really great deal. Let's do that actually when we get off this podcast. Um, that's CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice. Be sure to enter Dear Alice at checkout for 35% off. All right. Um, back to Laura. I know. I'm curious because you do have all these collections, Laura, with all these different brands. And obviously like the brand probably, I don't know. I'm curious about the process. Do they come to you and just say, we need more of this and then we want you to head it. Do they give you direction or do you just like you propose what you think the market needs that represents you and kind of your inspirations? Yeah, it depends on the brand really. Um, there's, I would say initially, uh, if I haven't designed a collection for someone yet, um, and, and we're talking with each other. I mean, we always start with some sort of design brief. Uh, but I think that there's the assumption is that there, that there's a lot of creative latitude and, and a design brief can be, we need three tables and two dining chairs and a sofa. And, you know, so it can be as basic as that. At this point, I haven't had someone come to me and, and say, do a collection inspired by 17th century France. Do you know, it, it has, it's never even been that specific, but I also will say that um, it's really important to know your brand and brands are changing a lot. 
Um, and I just recently proposed a collection to a brand um, that really felt like um, what I was proposing to them was um, like not the right fit, that it was probably a bit too sophisticated for where they are as a company. And, you know, that's okay. Um, you know, like brands evolve mm -hmm. internally. They now have their own design teams and, and they might be moving in a different, different direction. So like the latitude is there, but sometimes you're not necessarily on the same page, mm -hmm. but I've, I've had a lot of home runs. I have to say, I've been pretty, I've been, I've been yeah. pretty good. So I agree. I think everything you touch is gold. Oh, honestly. No. Well, you are, <laughs> yeah. Really, you're too kind. Thank no, you so much. I mean, like everything we see obviously has made it to market. So we haven't seen anything on the cutting room floor, but it really is like so special and stands out in a crowd of things that you've seen or are similar to. And then here's Lara as just like this real beautiful original thinker artist, tastemaker, just really carving your own path, which is really respectful, um, you know, as for people that are sourcing a lot mm -hmm. and we've begun to create our own thing. It's just like such a beautiful thing to be able to see. Yeah. And I'm sure you. you've never even experienced, um, a lot of creators have experienced this imposters syndrome, you know, where they're just like, Oh, maybe this is like, or maybe I've been inspired by something, but didn't know it, or maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like your work is so confident and so unique that you probably don't even have those thoughts pass through your brain. I don't, you know, I, it's, um, but I think, I think it goes back to, and I, I broad brushed your question about process and maybe this is where I can drill down a little bit more specifically. I don't look at other work. And when I'm working on a collection, I don't look at other people's work ever. I, I barely pick up a magazine. Um, I just don't want to be influenced by anything that's out there currently, because if you are, it's over already. You know, you, you, I know you're working on product as well and it looks great. And, and you guys have such a, you know, like I love your site, your shoppable site and all the things like you guys have such a wonderful eye. It's a, beautiful, but you know, by the time, it's on e-com like it's old or it's out there, you know, and a collection can take two years to develop, which means the sure. ideas are at least yeah. three years older than that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, a, it's, you have to be ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a lot of companies now, you know, everybody's, everybody's nervous about making their investors happy and all of these things. So they, they tend towards vanilla mm -hmm. and, there's a lot of vanilla to choose from out there in, yeah. in all of our sources, you know, there's, there are the very sort of easy choices, you know, easily palatable things, but it's, it's not the way to create something that I think is really signature is really memorable. Um, and certainly not the way to create something that's original. You have to take risks in order yeah. to do that. So that's, that's the, the, the place I come from. And, and I've always, I'm in a collection, I think there's always places for um, what I've always called like the little black dress pieces mm -hmm. and then the jewelry pieces. Well, you always have to have foundation pieces in a collection to make it work. But then, you know, the jewelry should be really exciting. It should be really unique, really original and memorable. They're not just the things that the press grab onto, but eventually it's the things that great designers such as yourself say, 
you know, let's, let's go for it. Let's do that. That's perfect for that client. They're going to get it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's my job. That's what I see Mm -hmm. as my job as a designer is to, is to push the boundaries, push the limits and, and create something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're doing it. It's so great. I love that you talk about these memory points because even as designers, when we're sourcing, we can't get that thing out of our head that we saw that you made it market. And then we're like, if, you can, you feel quickened to it. Like every time you see something in a project, you're like that piece Lara made, it would really like push it up over the edge, you know, or just like F it up a little bit to give it that designer feel because, you know, your thought work is just so original and we need people like you to continue to push the boundaries. I love what you said about not seeing other people's work. I, I read once, I can't remember where, but they said, you got to keep your head down. You don't look at what other people are doing and you just got to crush it, you know, like really confidently go after it. Um, because yeah. otherwise we are influenced. And so I've tried to make a point of that, you know, people that are in our space, not to follow them, not because I don't appreciate what they're doing. Cause what we're doing is really hard and it's emotional and it's intimate and, um, it takes Absolutely. all of you and it's not a, it's not a part-time job or even a full-time job. It's just like every percentage yeah. of your being is in it at Absolutely. all times. And so it asks a lot of you. And so you don't want your influence to be from other creators in your space. You want your influence to be like from you, your travel or pop culture or, you know, things that you're seeing that are happening around you. And I think that's such great inspiration. Yeah, it's, it's true because we're all, we are all seeing the same things. We're all following the same feeds, right? So we're seeing the same imagery, you know, and listening to the same music. And, you know, at at least when we were all kind of stuck at home, like even seeing the same um, art and shows and everything virtually, right? So we are all fed through that. It's something that really struck me when um, I went to Art Basel Miami this year and I was so happy to see art in, in real life, like right in front of me that I could touch, you know, after a couple of years of like, you know, trying to stay current and inspired and all, all of it digitally realizing that like, yeah, but it's entirely different if you're standing before a painting or, or having this confrontation with, with a sculpture or, you know, an entirely different experience and five people, five designers could walk into the same room, see the same piece of art in person and have a completely different read on it. And I think that's the thing that we lose when we're just looking at our phone or looking at our screen, Mm -hmm. because we are, we're actually taking that information in through the lens of the person who, who posted it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really specific. And so it's a, it's a caution. Like when we're designing an interior or designing a collection, it's like, yeah, keep your head down, but, but listen to music, like dance, mm-hmm. do yoga, like cook, like, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, that is another creative aspect of your life. Like get, get in your body and out of your head, but definitely get out of like perusing through other people's work you know it's been done like you are you that's your superpower like make it come from inside of you love that it's so so great yeah it's so refreshing um to hear all of that um I consider myself an artist in a couple of different ways one of them being a musician I play in a band and um it's really fun and creative and I think what you're talking about literally spans all 
creative and artistic avenues. I think doing what you do best, and I'd say you as an individual, I think that like raises the tide everywhere and it brings new uh, you know, new designs or new music, whatever that may be to the consumer base. Therefore it like expands their um, understanding and their appreciation. Um, so honestly, I think the world needs more of that. It's so easy to put out content, um, you know, immediately. And I think just the world needs more uh, revolutions in, um, you know, in, in every Avenue. So that's very refreshing that you're saying that. And it's like, I mean, just listening to you is, is so inspiring. So thank you. Yeah. Perspective. Okay. Switching gears right now. Do you have a favorite era or is, are you feeling something right now as far as like history, a a time that you've experienced before personally or things that you've seen before through art history? Hmm. Gosh. Well, I think aesthetically, like I always, I always gravitate towards, um, like thirties, forties art deco. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but not in a really like period or rigid or strict way. Um, and, and that's a really broad brush because when I say, um, like deco, like immediately everybody thinks France, but I'm in Mexico and there's some really amazing stuff that happens here, uh, in, in, in that era, in that span of time. Um, and if, if you're sort of not familiar with like Alberto Pani, um, Clara Porset, like you should look that stuff up because it's really, really interesting, um, like natural materials, but like incredible, uh, chunky proportions. It's just, it's just different and it's exciting and inspiring and mixes really well, frankly, with, with some of the more delicate, elegant, um, things coming out of Europe. But, um, you know, I think, um, I think Mexican design and South American, um, design and that perspective, um, are still really uncharted territory for a lot of people. And, um, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been making this place my part-time home for the last 10, 15 years. Um, so it's, it's something I'm really passionate about. I really love, I'm trying to get more people to like look into it, be inspired by it, share, share in it. So yeah, that's kind of, that's where I look to for inspiration. I love that. Um, do you have favorite icons in design that you've been like inspired by? Well, um, you threw a few yeah, names I mean, out earlier and that's what I thought yeah. it'd be really good for people to learn these names and then research them for themselves. And you have such a beautiful yeah. mind. I just thought it'd be good for you to share some of that with people so they could do their own research. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I've always loved the work of Eileen Gray. Um, some of her work was inspiration to me when I created the, the Versteel collection, um, for Callista, uh, you know, more, more recently, um, Oh gosh, you know, like I'm, I'm a really big fan of Bunny Williams, who has a very different uh, sense of interior and design than I do. Like we have different perspectives, but I re- respect her immensely. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned Clara Porset and those, you know, her, her furniture is, is little known. I think, um, not as known as, as some, but like, 
really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check that out. It had to be such a discipline for you to work for Holly Hunt coming from Ralph Lauren. Oh, yeah. You know, I think yeah. she's a name that, um, you know, is really synonymous with great quality, especially for contemporary homes. How yeah, was that? that was, that was really... Um, strict, probably. No, well, you know, it's, uh, I learned a lot from her. I really did. Um, I was quite young. And um, so, again, like a little sponge. <laughs> and, um, but my, my first job with her was rescaling the Christian Liege furniture collection for the U.S. market. Mm. It was, they were, they had just kind of formed their partnership and all of those incredible drawings which were which were done on paper by the way wow so big full-scale drawings coming from the paris studio to us and then and then me going back into them and redrawing them by hand um yeah it was those those early days were really really informative and i really learned about how to make furniture at that time and you know and i think i think holly was sort of learning how to make furniture at that time as well i think we you know, we would go to the upholstery workroom and sit in things and and change the pitch literally like a quarter of an inch and 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 believe and I do still believe to this day that it makes a difference, you know, just even that much. You can feel it. So um yeah, but she was she really always had so much style and like a very confident sense of where she wanted that company to go. And, um, yeah, and the most exciting thing I think she ever really did was creating uh, great planes. It's such a great collection of fabrics, such a, you know, such a right, the right thing at the right time. Yeah. So, yeah, truly, yeah, truly, uh, an inspiring place to work mm. and, and very formative for me. Yeah. That's cool. And listeners, if you think you're hearing birds, you are. Yes, you are. I am. Um, you yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Makes <laughs> no, me so happy. Okay, Holly, we're going to ask you the question we ask everybody that comes on the podcast, and it is how do you define luxury? I define luxury as having a sense of time and having a sense of place. I think luxury is really being in the now, really being able to enjoy the present and having time to enjoy the things that, that you're, that you're partaking in, that you're participating in, that you're, that you've created. If we're all just working and too busy, um, that's not a very luxurious life, but luxury is really the time to enjoy. Mm, I love that. And you're such a good example of that. I think looking at you working in the studio and having that beautiful view of Mexico and hearing the birds and seeing the sights and having all that color reflect back on your spirit and your mind it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, you've got such a gorgeous outlook and perspective and your products show it. Thank you so much for coming on here and spending time with us. And I know this is a great inspiration to all of our listeners as well. Thank you so much. I Again, I really appreciate talking with you and that you asked me to do this. It's such an honor. And I wish you both so much growth in your podcast. Oh, it's thank amazing. You. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Yeah, and best to you as well. We'll see you at Hidalgo. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Promise? Yeah, promise. Okay, all right. A final word from our sponsor, Cozy Earth. Um, If you haven't had Cozy Earth, um, please 
Order it now. It's life-changing. Their ultra-soft, comfy, and stylish loungewear is perfect for me lounging at home, doing high-fitness like stuff with my kids. I'm not working out in high-fitness, but I am going up and down. And anyone with children knows that. It's beautiful for that environment, but it's also beautiful if I have friends come over or I'm going out. Um, I never want to change my clothes. Don't believe me? Check out their thousands of five-star reviews at CozyEarth.com. And for a limited time, you can save 35% on Cozy Earth loungewear. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice and enter our special promo code Dear Alice at checkout to save 35% now. That's CozyEarth.com slash Dear Alice. And be sure to enter Dear Alice at checkout for 35% off. You'll thank us. Yes. Awesome. Thanks again, Laura. And we will see you you in Hidalgo or we will see you in um, Fall Market 2022. You're the best. Take care. You too. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 